Statues of men and animals made of wood and stone and various materials? Glaucon immediately concurs with this suggestion. Such violence is not unilateral. Of the objects which are being carried in like manner, they would only see the shadows. And if they were able to converse with one another, would they not suppose that they were naming what was actually before them? The philosopher, after all, has an interest in the sun that is not purely a matter of knowledge. To them, the truce would be literally nothing but the shadows of the images. And now look again and see what will naturally follow if one of the prisoners is released. At first, when he is liberated and compelled suddenly to stand up and turn his head round and look towards the light, all this would hurt him and he would be much too dazzled to see distinctly those things whose shadows he had seen before. And then conceive someone saying to him that what he saw before was an illusion. But that now, when he's approaching nearer to reality and his eyes turn toward more real existence, he has a clearer vision. What will be his reply? To have witnessed the sun is a gain and entitlement. End quote. And you may further imagine that his instructor is pointing to the objects as they pass and requiring him to name them. Will he not be perplexed? Will he not think that the shadows which he formerly saw are truer than the objects which are now shown to him? It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Do you know what I'm talking about? Matrix. Do you want to know what it is? The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. Even now in this very room. You can see it when you look out your window or when you turn on your television. You can feel it when you go to work, when you go to church, when you pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. What truth? That you are a slave, Neo. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage, born into a prison that you cannot smell or taste or touch. A prison for your mind. Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. These five women know only what they know. They lost days of experiences. They are already being altered by the shimmer on fundamental existential levels. Per previous discussion, they may even simply be copies of themselves already and not even know it. 
At the end of this minute, Radic will press play on the video Ventress will find. Already they are building frames of reference for this place. Separate from their lives before the Shimmer is a new reality, an afterlife perhaps, a destination. They lost time, woke in separate tents. They found strange flowers outside a mutated alligator within a sunken fishing hut. They have arrived at Fort Amaya, abandoned by Southern Reach sometime before they know, but it also turns out more recently occupied by at least one expedition, like theirs. They must reframe their experience in each location, as do we all, reshaping our worldview, reshaping ourself. Robert E.G. Black, The Groundhog Day Project, Day 641. Everybody's gonna learn sometime. Quote, Self is a choice. Forget research, this is a big part of my upcoming master's thesis. I do believe that we choose to be who we are on a daily basis. We make choices with each and every interaction with everyone around us to present self. We choose with whom we interact, we choose how we interact, we choose what we do, what we don't do. It's all part of who we are. And while there are obviously outside forces that decide what we can get away with, what we're supposed to do, supposed to be, Butler's performativity and whatnot, society sets guidelines. We, generally, operate within those guidelines. But however we can stretch our wings within those guidelines and occasionally write over those stringent guidelines into new territory, hell, even those stretches beyond the borders are defined in relation to what's normal, what's inside the guidelines. Performativity. Normativity. Self. Where the latter detaches and departs from the former, that's where life gets interesting. That's where we get to be our most interesting selves. That's where, if we're lucky, we can connect with other people on a deeper level than all that day-to-day -day crap that life allows. We can find love. We can find self-expression. We can find self. End quote. Whatever they are thinking regarding their adventures so far, now they know that at least one previous expedition made it this far. Don't you realize? The next time you see Sky, it'll be over another town. The next time you take a test, it'll be in some other school. Our parents, they want the best of stuff for us. But right now they gotta do what's right for them, cause it's their time. Their time! Up there! Down here, it's our time! It's our time down here! That's all over the second we ride up Troy's bucket. But what do they believe about their chances? What should they believe? Is this a one-way trip in all their heads but for Lena? Is it even anything more than that for her? This location should be a moment to slow down, and in a few minutes it will be. But first, it must twist the understanding of everything that is happening in the minds of these five women and in the minds of us in the audience. Flowers growing in ways they should not, an alligator mutating in a way it should not. What about these women? What about us? We come into minute 45 mid-sentence. Lena, continued. This is a plan view of the, the base, base, right? right? Shepard. Yep. yep. Shepard points. This is the mess hall. Lena, that's the building we're in? Shepard. Yep. Before Lena states the obvious about the schedule to the left, it should be noted that the map does not seem to match what little we have seen of Fort Amaya outside. We saw parallel rows of bunkers slash hangars with dirt and grass over them. This map on the blackboard here has no distinct rows of buildings. It has maybe ten buildings in total, and several of them seem arbitrarily angled rather than aligned with cardinal directions or obvious roads. 
There's a misshapen octagon of parallel lines that might indicate some sort of roads or paths surrounding seven central buildings. The top right of these central buildings, the one Shepard just indicated as the mess hall, is labeled MH. Other labels are difficult to read as the film never focuses on the map. At least five buildings are outside that central cluster and then two broken lines surround the whole map. Just within this dotted perimeter are a series of arrows suggesting a counterclockwise direction and two lines head from the central octagon toward a gap in that perimeter in the top left only to be X'd out at the gap. A way off the base that prior expedition tried and gave up on, perhaps. Lena moves to the left and we cut to second four, angle on thorns and Lena and Radic from their left front. Shepard is not immediately visible, eclipsed at this angle by Lena. Ventress as well is not visible beyond them. Lena points at the schedule. Lena, I, I think, think that the, the time is by the names or a guard rotor, rotor, so, so she turns around, camera starts to dolly backward. They regarding the perimeter, we should too. Second nine cut to Ventress wandering across the empty center of the room toward that lonely table at the far end. Scattered tables and folding chairs sit to the right. Thornson, off screen. Copy that. Shepard, off screen. Yep. Second 14, angle on Ventress from left. The mess of abandoned supplies behind her. Over by the map and schedule, Shepard stands, rifle in hand. Off a little too far to the right is Thornson, back near the machine gun on the ground again. As Ventress keeps walking toward the left side of the screen, Radek will come into view walking alongside the scattered supplies. Lena seems to be nowhere, until later positioning puts her near Radek and I go backward and find that she is near Radek but bent over examining equipment on the floor. Second 18, angle on table. A plastic bag lies on it. Ventress, head and shoulders above frame, knees and lower legs beneath frame comes to a stop by the table. A lone ball? Fruit? sits on the table, and there's moss on the floor beyond the table and coming up the far right leg of the table and over the far edge onto the surface. Camera dollies forward and tilts downward to focus on the bag. In second 24, we cut to angle from behind Ventress as she reaches to pick up the bag. Ventress, this might be able to tell us something. She turns around and holds up the bag. Second 27, cut to angle mostly on Lena, bent over, lifting a camouflaged pack to look at it. Radic to her left, walking along the wall, Thornton off to the right in the distance, near the machine gun again. Now Shepard is the one missing. Like the tent sequence earlier, the blocking here is inconsistent, the editing occasionally awkward. We can forgive it if we assume we are watching several iterations of the same events, but the film never really offers evidence of this. We can only extrapolate outward, and we should not have to do this. The supplies strewn about here in the mess hall do feel like more than just one expedition's worth of supplies comparing to the amount of supplies the women brought with them. But expeditions before the last one could also have made it as far as Fort Amaya, and maybe not much further. In fact, spoilers, one of these women will get no further, and two will not make it very far. Actually, since the house where they will spend tomorrow night might be military housing, but we will get to that in minute 67, three of them might not really make it beyond Fort Amaya. Lena drops the pack, looks toward Ventress, stands up straighter, Second 30, angle on Ventress, mostly silhouetted against the brightness from outside, still holding up the plastic bag. She turns the bag to read its label. Dr. Ventress, for those, for those that, that follow, follow, she lowers the bag and uses both hands to open it. I, I believe, believe that, means that means thus. Us. She turns and dumps the contents of the bag onto the table. One small object. Second 37, insert shot, as a memory card in a plastic case lands on the table. Second 38, angle from across the table on Ventress. From the left, Shepard and Thornton approach. Ventress drops the bag. Radic comes into frame. 
Thornson situates her rifle to hang at her side again. Ventress moves to the right side of the table as the other three women come closer to see, and she removes her left glove before lifting the bag and putting it back down again, possibly flipping it so the label is readable. Raddick picks up the card. Raddick, memory card. Lena finally comes into frame from the left, second 46, and now Lena picks up the plastic bag and flips it over, so Ventress was doing what? Raddick removes the card from its plastic case as Ventress turns and wanders a few steps behind the other women. Raddick drops the case and reaches into her jacket pocket. Raddick, I should be able to play this. She removes a camcorder to put the card in, and it seems like a Panasonic Ultra HD, possibly the HCVX981K, but we cut too close on Lena, second 51. She moves right behind Shepard, closer to Raddick. Second 57 angle on camera, left of center. Raddick holding it, but mostly out of frame to the left, Shepard and Lena both leaning in from right of frame, but paused, the bright light on the floor beyond, the patches of moss. These dominate the frame. The camcorder's screen lights up white. Raddick. It's working. Angle across table again. Shepard, Lena, Raddick, Ventress, Thornton, all watching the screen for what is to come. J.G. Ballard, in an interview with John Gray, quote, We inhabit a house in which there are rooms that have never been unlocked down in the basement. Now and then we've had a glimpse in these rooms and there are strange old cabinets and odd musical instruments. What sort of tunes do they play, one wonders, lying in the dust? There's a dark corner of the human psyche which intrigues us, and which we feel might benefit us if we started to explore it. It's almost a kind of murder mystery investigation. A crime happened, perhaps, or some strange event in the human past, and we are drawn to try and understand what happened. End quote. And time runs out for this minute. We spoke. What was it we said? Wordlessly watching, he waits by the window and wonders at the empty place inside. Annihilation.